Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and this is episode 85 of the Photography Side Hustle podcast. So uh, one week away from Christmas 2022 and I came across what I said last year about getting close to 300 downloads a month. And I remember how happy I was because I was only expecting to get like 10 to 20 or something like that. Well, the downloads have now 10x'd. We're a little under 3,000 a month at the moment, which is absolutely incredible. So thank you for downloading and listening to me waffle on every week. I really do appreciate it. Okay, this week's episode, why you need to change what you're selling. Now, I'm not saying you need to stop being a photographer and start selling computers. It's more a case of maximizing how much you can make with your skills. There's a real estate term, highest and best use, which is used when you're evaluating property. If you owned a house and rented it out, would you get more rental income if you split the house into two apartments? Whichever option makes you the most money is the highest and best use for that property. So we're going to try and find your business's highest and best use. I want you to think about your chosen photography niche and what photography skills you need to do it. Now, I'm going to accept that you can compose an image and you have people skills. So let's run through some examples. We'll start with portrait and headshots. The skills required here are being able to use a flash and, of course, editing. The first thing I want you to look at is your final product. Now, if you're a headshot photographer, your product is digital files, and there isn't much you can do about that, except don't sell packages of, say, three images. Give a price for one image, and each additional image is extra. That way you'll make more money. If you shoot family portraits and you only offer digital files, you're missing out on selling printed products. You can make way more money selling prints. I hear lots of photographers online complaining that customers are only buying small, lower value prints. Well, the answer is don't offer small prints. Make the smallest print you offer, say, 16 by 24, or only offer small prints in packages of five so that there's a a higher price put to it. Now, let's say you've got a small studio and you do five to eight sessions on a really good week, but some weeks are quiet and the studio rent is high. Why not change what you're selling? Try using the skills that you use to shoot corporate headshots on site. Large businesses need headshots done yearly. Dealing with a business is way different than working with regular customers. You're going to be asked to shoot large amounts of staff and you're going to be using the skills you already have. Instead of using them in your own studio, you'll be in some corporate offices And you're going to, like I said, you're going to make way more money without your studio costs. It's the same skill, different location, more money. So next one, family portraits on location. So if you shoot in local parks, up mountainsides, um, in people's backyards, your business model might be, now I'm not saying it is, but I'm just trying to do this so you can see that there's other ways of doing things. So your business model might be, booking two-hour sessions for $400, and $200 of that is a credit towards prints. Some customers see the $400 session fee as a big price tag, and they're turned off. Other people think spending two hours with their kids going crazy is total torture, and I'm with them on that one. 
so it's not always easy to sell. So consider changing what you sell by offering mini sessions. A 20 minute mini session for 99 bucks, which is really cheap by the way, and you offer say an 8x10 or an 11x14 print. That's six sessions in two hours if you booked it all up in advance for a little under $600 at $99, so $594, $600 plus, you're going to get quite a few good pictures in 20 minutes. If you get this worked out, your system worked out, you could get three, four, maybe five decent images of these families, and you can still sell them more prints after they get the free one that they paid for in in the beginning. Mini sessions are quick, and really profitable. Well, they can be really profitable if they're done right. So compared with getting $400, but 200 of that goes to a credit towards prints, the mini sessions look pretty good. And you can still say, if you expanded your mini sessions to say 30 minutes, they're still mini, (laughs) but you can get a lot more pictures and you probably get a lot more keepers as well. So your potential for selling afterwards is greater. So give mini sessions a look. Now, let's have a look at wedding photographers. Now, most wedding photographers offer packages, and that's great. 99% of the people out there do, except it limits how much the customer can spend. You might have a package at 2000 one at 3000 The chances are that they're just going to spend that amount of money. Now, if you based your prices on the hours that you work, say you are a package for six hours or you just did an hourly rate say you charge for the sake of it a hundred dollars an hour they choose how many hours they want and then purchase their prints after the wedding when they've seen them basically you've taken the limiter off on how much they can spend before the wedding they needed a photographer the mother the grandparents whoever is paying for it books you they need pictures and they're buying all your pictures in advance. They've not seen them yet, so that you don't know the reaction that's going to happen when they do see them. Because you've taken limiter off, they're going to want more of the beautiful images from the day because they've got memories linked to them. Whereas when they're paying up front, they've not seen anything yet. And it's a, it's a colder decision, just paying $2,000 for a wedding photographer. When if you've got all the pictures in front of them, they're going to spend way more money. They're going to want everything and they're going to want it big. They're going to want books. It'll be crazy. They will spend more money. It's an easier sell. And I think you will definitely make more money than just doing packages. Another way wedding photographers can save time and make more money is by using a photo editor. Now, in the past, you had to hire an actual human being, a photo editor, But today you can use an AI, an artificial intelligence program like Imagine AI that I spoke about the other week. Now, I realize this isn't changing what you sell, but it does save you hours of work. You can knock six to eight hours off editing down to maybe five or ten minutes. If you shoot a wedding for eight hours and expect to spend six hours editing the images, you can cut 14 hours down to eight. So buying this AI software is... Pretty much a no-brainer for me if I was a wedding photographer. It would save you so much time. You could actually start doing portraits in the week instead of editing or spend it with your family. Okay, landscape, wildlife and street photography. Now, the first places that you would expect to see this type of work for sale are in maybe a gallery, a high street gallery, or through an online website. 
But this podcast first listener, I'm thinking, and follower, he was the first guy on the Facebook group, is Paul, Paul Poldus. He sells some of his work at a local market, which not only is a great way to sell your work direct to the public, it's another great way to network and meet new customers. Paul got me thinking about this because of doing the market. Like, I don't want to go sit on a market Saturday mornings or whenever, but there's a local artisans group near me that I'm thinking of joining. Now, this artisans group is basically a bunch of people that are artists. There's a few people that like do work with clay, uh, some people that do crafts and that kind of thing and sell jewelry. Uh, I don't know whether there's any photographers. I didn't see any last time I was down there. I'm, I'm thinking of joining them. They have sales twice a year, and the rest of the time they, you can put your work up on the walls of the local hall and have a price on it. So your work is for sale whenever the hall is being used, which is pretty much every day of the week. Now, I'm going to check out every town and village around here because I think I can do the same in all of these. There's quite a few small towns, and I'm sure there is everywhere where you guys live. Maybe not in Texas, they're a bit more spaced out, but here they're quite close. If I pick out four or five, if there's any groups that you can join, I'm going to join them and just pop my pictures up on the walls. It's only going to cost a cheap frame and a print. So I really don't have anything to lose. And it's a really great example of passive income. You make it, you post it, and you just wait for sales. It just sits there and waits. Um, Yeah, so I'm thinking of giving that a go just to see if it works. I'm pretty sure it will. Some of the uh, artists down there have done paintings of photographs that I've taken. So it's going to be interesting next time I go down there. Okay, so let's say you're a landscape photographer with a few thousand social media followers. Have you considered self-publishing a photo book? And even if you don't have the big following, it's something you can consider. I just did a search to see what kind of cost you can expect. And the first one I looked at was a company called PrintNinja.com. The minimum order is 250 bucks. Now, I picked out a 8 by 10 format, 48 page, and it's a soft cover, one of these nice soft vinyl covers. And the price was $7.93 a book. That's a total of $1,981 you would need to sell 99 of those 250 bucks at $20 each to break even. Now, you could sell them for more, but if you spent an extra $135, you would get 500 bucks. They double it. So your cost works out at $4.23 a book, and you would only need to sell an extra seven bucks, making that 106 bucks at $20 to break even. Now, I put $20 on this. It could be... Th- Thirty dollars could be twenty nine ninety nine. You wouldn't have to sell as many. You probably only have to sell something like sixty six books or something like that. Now you're probably thinking that selling that many books is way out of your league, and it might be now. Think about the nearest tourist town or park near you. You put together a collection of thirty landscape images of that area. If you made a book using those images, you could get the books put into local gift shops offering them a commission if you're selling through these shops obviously you're gonna have because you're giving them a commission you're gonna have to sell at a little higher price but it can be done now there's one other way to sell books and that is amazon basically you ship your books to amazon 
Uh, you have an account with them and they sell and they ship them for you. They take a cut, of course. Once you start selling through Amazon, you're a published author. If you have a good social media following, like I said at the beginning, you can start promoting your book and have links through to Amazon, or you can sell them direct through your website. I don't think Amazon like you selling them through your website and Amazon at the same time. Uh, they'll probably block you from selling on Amazon if you do that. So you choose one or the other. And your biggest problem once you start selling is when stock gets low on Amazon, you've got to ship them some more books, which is not really a problem at all. Okay, real estate. Now, if you shoot real estate, you really do need to offer more than just shooting still photography. Without a doubt, you need to be shooting aerial stills and video from a drone. They're not expensive now. They're being used in all different aspects of photography. And I think real estate is something that you really should be using in one. Plus, you need to offer walkthrough videos. Now, you get a little gimbal and you can put your phone on it and it stops the the wavering when you're walking it makes it a nice smooth video so if you offer uh, walkthrough videos you're going to get way more money than if you're just offering still photography so look beyond taking photos of home sales just basic homes could you make more money shooting luxury homes if there's luxury homes in your area go after those realtors or just go after the luxury home owners a lot of them sell the sell the houses themselves so go straight to those houses and drop off your, your information. Or even commercial properties, big commercial buildings. I'm sure if you, if you live in a big city and there's lots of big skyscrapers, some of the owners of those skyscrapers are big corporations. We're going to want a photographer in at some point to take images of all the uh, different suites they have in there. I'm just trying to get you to think about the skills you have and the options that are out there for you to take advantage of. You could be shooting portraits in the mall or using the same skill set to shoot headshots on site for 10 times the amount of money. You can have a really lucrative side hustle if you just think about your options. If you're just starting out, the skills are not hard to learn. If you've got any problems or you need help with anything, contact me through the Facebook group. I'm more than willing to help you. Okay, that's it for this episode. I hope you have a great Christmas. I'll be back soon with more Waffle. Have a good one. Bye for now.